Coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control. And this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, NERVTAG, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public. Um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment for sure. To say, I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
after reading that law line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. seem to have fixed uh, St. Arafat, yeah. I'll do without him for a while, I think. Uh, change pace for the bunker. Uh, two streams in a day, folks, and uh, this is a spontaneous one. I came across a interesting post. Uh, shout out to Billy Bostickson for uh, bringing my attention to it. And we're going we're gonna to take a look at ChatGPT's attempt to answer HIV origins and what better person to do that with than our saint nick and i'm gonna uh call him right now and uh we'll begin the stream i think it'll be a relatively uh not too long the stream um i've got a uh, no doubt an epic one tomorrow morning so bear bear with me in that respect i get nick help if i click the button right yeah. So, yes, had a fine, fine evening with Shogun Rikasu. Uh, Brother Nick, are you there, sir? He don't hear you. He's broken. King, King, I can use Zoom. Do you want me to send you a Zoom link? Type, type if you want. Uh. A zoom link. I mean, it's it's picked up, but no sound coming through from Discord. I know Discord was working. Text evading bleak was on it earlier. Um, 
That's uh, that's unfortunate. Let me uh, bring up Zoom. See if that. Yeah, live streaming, folks. What can I say? It is. It is what it is. Yeah. So, um, had a fine, fine evening. Uh, had a. Oh, a cheat day for the doc. It was uh, Indian, Indian, and uh, treated myself to some naan bread. It was amazing. All right, so uh, let's do go here. That's yeah, probably naan bread down my <laughs> down my shirt. Uh, copy invite link. Let's do sting. What did I have? It, uh, well, basically, grilled meats, um, chicken, chicken tikka, chicken tandoori, sag curry. Ah, that was uh, that was wonderful. <laughs> Except uh, the youngster has uh, poorly, poorly stomach again. Um, so, uh, who do we have in the chat? Nancy, good to see you. Yeah, it's about uh, eleven thirty p.m. Uh, Grill this fucking robot. Waterboard the chatbot. Um, it's actually a, a, a um, someone's already gone to the effort of putting in the questions, and uh, this is someone who very obviously would be supportive of Nick's. We say, <laughs> Sisyphean uh, task of uh. Bringing Lab Origin to the public for HIV, and uh, he seems very, very um, au fait with the data as Nick presents it. So that's why I wanted Nick to commentate. All right, I've got Nick into Zoom. This works this time. See the space cat. No microphone, no. No, no mic showing. Good evening. Hey, how are you, Nick? I'm well, that's a minor technical wrinkle. I mean, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Um, not sure what it is. It's it must be your Discord, not mine. It very well could be. Discord uh, just went through an update recently for me, and I don't think I've used it for any live audio since then, and I switch back and forth between different devices. So sorry about that. Yeah, no no worries. So did, did you get a chance to watch the video? I mean, it's not that long. Um... Uh, no, I didn't. Let's look at it together if we can, okay. if you've got it queued. So yeah. I, I, saw the, I saw the post. I made a snarky response. You know my general attitude about Chat GTPs, uh, uh, but uh, but uh, no, I, this is this is a first time for me. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. Don't have to take that, Nick. Um, being first times for you, but uh, all right. So I'll share screen and audio. You've been yes. so good with picking up your audio on the first attempt. 
You can see the screen, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So you don't know this individual, any touch. Never met him before. Never seen him, never met him, don't know either. And isn't that who is the person in the icon in the little fact bit? Is that the actual host or is that a just some no, that you know that looks like the actor who plays Iron Man. Um, I was gonna say it looks like Robert Downey Jr. So yes, that's that's the fellow I'm looking for. Okay. Uh, that's a, what's that movie where he's in like blackface? They're in the oh, jungle. Uh, oh, 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 God. I never even saw it, but I know what one you're talking Tropic about. Thunder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Tropic a, Thunder. Yeah, that's, wow. a, that's, a great, that's a great movie. He's, he's excellent. Yeah, I, and I enjoy him uh, in the Sherlock Holmes role. Yes. I, yeah. I, I thought that was a good match for the two of them. I thought it was well done, and I like the action in those, so. Anyway, so let's yes. uh, let's see. So for those of you that don't know, Kevin's heard, Kevin's privy to a little bit of my attitude about Chat GTP, uh, GP, sorry GPT, and uh, I feel that it's a very very interesting search engine, is what I feel right now. I, I you know I, I know that there are all kinds of people who have deep understanding of it and broader applications than these very basic language engines that we've been able to play with and the art rendering engines that we are all enjoying. Um, but as far as the tools that we have access to, I don't perceive this as um, perception, um, intuition, uh, even, even I question synthesis. I would, I would, be interested to see the mathematics behind how it aggregates certain things you know it 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 does literal word science on everything what is this word and what does it mean in relation to everything else um, and i'd like to see how it takes threads of say any kinds of details batches of details and aggregates that into a summary uh, you know that would be an so interesting I, I think i think you're going to be pleasantly surprised then by all right, all right. Uh, this oh, what is this about 10 minutes Okay. and um I'll, I'll just let him begin and uh i don't know who this gentleman is uh fact fact bid yeah at fact bid on twitter i did tag him on this tw on the alert going out for this stream for years i've faced ridicule for claiming these four covered up the aids lab leak theory 20 years ago but now that people are realizing they likely covered up the recent Wuhan COVID lab leak, I'm upping the ante by asking ChatGPT to present the indisputable facts and offering a $1,000 reward to either a whistleblower who leaks evidence proving what happened to the Congo samples or to shut up those insisting the theory was refuted, I will give you the money if you find just one scientific paper that ChatGPT confirms merely attempts to refute the actual AIDS. Uh, I'm going to stop it there and um, we better just, people listening, explain what the Congo samples are. I'm presuming uh, talking about the... 23 years ago? Okay, so what Congo samples related to Fauci is he discussing? Are these Beatrice, Han, and Warabi uh, yes. chimpanzee scat SIV sequences? Um, I'm I'm not sure if it's scat. I want to I want to say they were, they went to the old labs, right? Oh, 
And okay, this is then. This is uh, I'm I'm not at all familiar with whatever this data is that he's he's inferring. So, so something um, new I know, for you. I know that a... I know that that Han Beatrice Han and Michael Warby and others have gone around the world and played with chimp shit, and the purpose of that. Uh, in my opinion, was to try to front load or back load the timeline and give the impression through papers and through analysis of modern day SIVs paired with reverse phylogenetic dating, which as I understand it from every, every, every evolutionary microbiologist I've ever got my hands on, is an inappropriate tool to analyze an RNA virus but that's been their mission is to say siv crossed over into humans back in the 20s or 30s because we've been sequencing chimp shit from the modern day and making these you know waving our hands in the air i'm making some broad okay, so, insults so, to their work so, so there's there's a manuscript that gets pulled up where they well we'll we'll, we'll get to that so i think what, okay. what what he's doing with respect to um probing the large language model in this fashion is an interesting approach. Sure, um, sure. It's, it's not just a tell me the history of HIV. So Exactly, um, exactly. How, how much he has to you know, set it with a bunch of commands with you're going to act as a, a skeptic of this field or an expert in this field, etc. And biased the search and the output that way we don't know it would have been nice if he showed what the command inputs were but it's, it's a reproducible experiment kevin uh we could we could do this we could recreate it and feed it a larger data set and repeat and see what the outcomes were but i'm i'm fascinated to see what comes out of this Get get past the obvious uh, sure. hook of the uh, cash reward whistleblowers coming from NIH. Uh, I think you'll be waiting a long time for that, but you know that's just me. Polio vaccine. Theory. Oh, we had a whistleblower See, from the on the call last night from the NIH. <laughs> I missed that. What happened? Oh no no no! I don't want it. No, I'm sorry. You and I are both ADD theater folks. Sorry, friends. I'm I'm having my iced coffee this morning, and when Kevin and I start talking, we will squirrel off in all sorts of directions. Um, no, there's there's a <laughs> there was a very critical guest in the nine hour spaces last night on SV40 oncogenicity, and we were very happy you joined. Uh, but it was a it was the earlier uh, NIH scientist. We'll go back and talk about that after we uh, chew through this. Let's see what he says. Most compelling endorsement comes not from its advocates, but from the scientists armed with solid evidence to confirm or debunk it. Even the papers Fauci and the establishment universally hail as a definitive takedown. Without exception, ChatGPT will confirm. Uh, origin of AIDS, contaminated polio vaccine theory refuted. Uh, nature, by the looks of it, brief communications. Um, I can't see a DOI number. Um, are you familiar with this paper? I'm familiar with a number of them, yes. Okay. And there, there, well, there's a key investigator right there, is Warby. Mm, and yes. they're using, they're going, then they go right on into what looks like a very quantitative alignments and arguments about timeframes 
and they don't address any of the hard criticisms that have been brought about their approach for over 25 years. People began criticizing their work in, in the mid-90s. They're like, you know, that's an interesting concept, but you don't have the tools to do it. There isn't a way to, to tell uh, phylogenetics and timing with recombinant organisms like this, particularly ones that appear to have been manipulated in the lab and would thereby be genetically unstable and prone to drifting. So those are some of, you know, just some of the pieces behind um, this work and the counter arguments against it. And the fact that he even is looking at Wikipedia as source data, you know, this it's, it's helping me see, you know, the, the kind of the scope of his experiment here. The, the thing that I would say, um, the, Use of a brief communication to answer such an important question, again, I would, I, I would argue that it, it's an underhand method of front-loading literature to make it so, you, you know, things like Wikipedia can say, oh, we've got the definitive answer. Um, brief communications are notoriously short on data. Um, we can see from... That's one figure, basically, A, B, C, maybe. Um, so there's a geological map, Western blot, and then a phylogenetic tree. And with that, they've uh, basically sealed the case in their minds and the scientific and the scientific canon with respect to HIV origin. It's, um, it's disappointing, to say the least, I would, I would expect. Well, you should expect better from these scientists. So, but you were right, it's Warabi and Han. So, uh, bonus points to you, Nick. There, I call them the lighthouse keepers. All right, so let's just see what... Uh, I'm going to read this one, does it? The paper does not mention interviews with staff working at the former Stanley Medical Laboratory in the Congo, claimed to have used chimpanzee kidneys to make a local Congo operation in the Congo around 1957. Therefore, it does not refute or argue against this specific claim that the paper does not argue that AIDS existed prior to the 1957 vaccination. Chimpanzees were not the source of human AIDS pandemic. The paper does not mention the chimpanzees used in the vaccine production carrying a different variant of the AIDS virus or acknowledge those who reviewed the lab's logbooks, saying that the chimpanzees were collected from a broad area of the Congo and included both major species and both the PTS, PT subspecies, common chimp. Now, are you familiar with that particular fact, factoid, or, or claim about the chimpanzees and their geographic location with respect to where they were sourced? relative to the Indy laboratory? Yes, so I, I am, and to a degree, uh, what is revealed through the documentary Origins of AIDS uh, is very important because it includes photographic evidence of the actual pygmies that provided all 600 of the Lindy chimps. And they didn't have trucks. And they didn't have planes. I don't. I would assume 
you know, since it was a, a river community, they they built this uh, facility just just off of the river and across the river from Stanleyville that they had, you know, boats. So certainly they could have ranged up and down the river. Um, but I didn't see any evidence of this being like a modern day, you know, uh, you know, capture and collect. It, it, it was contracts given to pygmies and bare feet who had fantastic local natural historic skill at catching different animals um, either as either for food or for different purposes. And they were contracted because they could collect the chimpanzees without injuring them. They didn't want a chimpanzee that would immediately begin going into a state of disease or distress. They needed animals that could be stable in captivity while they proceeded through this huge uh, vaccination program, over a million Africans. And this is this is pivotal, though. The point of the point of it being chimps at all is the root of how the scientists, if we want to call them that, how the investigators at the Royal Society in 2001 perjured themselves when they got together with Stanley Plotkin, who was an insider. This is another one of those strange little connections with the American Stanley Plotkin, uh, who was part of the Wistar team, part of the original work. He's the grandfather of American vaccinology. He's been given all sorts of august titles. Uh, but he was in the mix and working as their double agent. And by that, I mean he was getting insights from the HIV lab origin team, like Dr. Cantwell and Horowitz and others around the world. Someone had copied him in, and he was playing the part of a friendly, you know, wizened scientist of vaccinology who would help them in their quest. And then he was going over to his friends at the, at the uh, Royal Society and preparing them for this big confrontation. So, you guys, I know that's a whole lot I'm bringing in. I'm mentioning material you may not have seen, you might not be familiar with. But there's a very important historic pretzel here. One is scientists lie. They made, they made exacting, you know, bombastic statements in their papers that you we can all look at that they never used chimpanzees. And shortly after that, a documentary team came along, gets historical footage, eyewitness photographs, eyewitness interviews, and absolutely proves that they lied and that Mr. Hooper is owed a, a massive apology, a public apology from those individuals and from the people particularly that wrote papers that attacked him. Um, but yes, uh, chimpanzees were used. There's a lot more data known about this than was available really in the general public in 2001 at the point of the Royal Society meeting. Uh, and it's it's one that needs to be it's a wrinkle in the narrative that needs to be ironed out. Uh, this paper was 2000 now. OK. Is it 2000? <laughs> Uh, I'm looking, and with the resolution, I'm not tracking to a publication date. Uh, it's difficult to make out. But, yeah. Um, anyway. Yes, let, let him continue. The scientists actually found the theory so bulletproof that to stick to the government's single narrative and keep Fauci's funding tap flowing, they had no choice but to resort to preposterous logic flaws and paraphrase a distorted caricature of the theory to give the illusion of refuting it. But first, ChatGPT, what are just the indisputable facts? 
early live polio vaccines were developed using primate kidneys and did carry additional primate viruses. When the AIDS virus was identified decades later, the Wistar Institute, the producer of the implicated polio vaccine, acknowledged that the possibility of their vaccine containing the AIDS virus couldn't be entirely ruled out. As uh, I, want, I want to stop there. Um, we have to... I think it's important to differentiate between SIV and HIV here, right? Absolutely. I figured out what he did to make the bot. He asked the the AI to render Tony Stark as Albert Einstein. That's what he did to combine and get this robot here. Yes, <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Monkeys used in the U.S. vaccine production were known to carry a variant of the AIDS virus. The director noted the presence of innumerable primate viruses in monkey kidney culture, with no reliable method to entirely remove them from the vaccines, suggesting the possibility that most vaccine batches could contain unknown primate viruses. And where did poor countries like the Congo get their vaccines? In the early days of polio vaccine production, some underdeveloped countries used provided seed stock to locally produce vaccines. Um, you're going to disagree with any of that? That uh, on point? Well, well, there, there's still, so he's still wrapped around, the premise of this whole argument comes back to the oral polio vaccine uh, debate. And you and I have talked about how how this shifted over to the West after that event. So that for me, I, you know, I'm 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 not so concerned about chewing through and and rectifying anybody's perceptions. He he's just he's excluding a lot of things here. Um, first of all, they don't they're not talking about the L70 sample yet. We can get to that, um, and that's going to be a, a an important discussion, Kevin, where I think we maybe, if we could, get Mr. McCarran, excuse me, Mr. Uh, McKernan, and or uh, Judith, and or anyone else who can go right up to the edge on uh, genetics and virology. You know, we don't, I, I don't have uh, an evolutionary biologist at, at my disposal at this point in time. I did some time ago, but um, the point being is that we might want to have another discussion about the L70 sample and the single paper and the round of tests that to this day are used to put a push pin in time to say that the first physical evidence of an AIDS case is from a man in Leopoldville in 1959 from a blood sample that was taken. Uh, the reason that I want us to look at that is that I want everyone to see that all of the samples came back positive. And then they fiddled around with, I you know, I don't know if it, it, it I, we'll have to check and see if it involved a physical retest or they, or they did, you know, they changed the algorithm. But in my opinion, what they were seeing was true. They were using an Abbott, the old Abbott test, which, which was known for interference factors and, you know, false negatives, false positives. But they used basically the Abbott test, as I, as I recall, and tested all of these blood samples from the Congo. And they all came up positive. And then they tweaked the sensitivity in a certain way. And it miraculously came up with a single sample. I would posit that they were all positive, that the test results were accurate, and that that Abbott test is capable of delivering a positive result for a concentric pathogen other than HIV-1, and that would be SIV-CPZ, the actual genetic 
parent of SI of HIV one. So that's that's an aspect of this that's very important. But we we haven't seen them present anything about that, and they're still trying to argue that this raw exposure, because there there was nothing that I saw in any of the lab data, including eyewitnesses on both sides of the argument, people who were defensive and people who were trying to get to the truth, um, that they did any kind of modifications. Nothing like occurred in the special virus cancer program. No uh, recombinant DNA technology. Uh, they just did field batches of polio grown up on the chimp kidney cells. And of course, all the all the the natural contaminants, you know, are the contentious issue. Um, but I, I again would argue I don't think that anything about the OPV event shows the emergence of HIV one in Africans that followed on in the early 70s when the NIAID and USAID the NIH and the World Health Organization did a series of vaccine campaigns around 20 countries in Africa, um, markedly one on smallpox. And there were many others. There were all kinds of campaigns being being levied against Africans as a, quote unquote, guinea pig or a test population. That was the that was the excuse to go to Africa and use those groups. But um, anyway, let's let's well, get the, back and see what else he says. I, I should just add. Um, my understanding from your tutelage is sure. that um, the physio or, or the disease, emergent disease due to these locally grown vaccines were cancers, right? That's yes. what caught their attention. Yes. And then it was the cancer tissue, which was the subject of well, the special virus cancer probe. Um, Correct. Okay, so let's, let's move on. Um, These countries may have used different types of readily available primates and potentially had varying quality control standards. Consequently, Wistar acknowledged they did not have precise information about what primate types were used in these local productions. Now, ChatGPT cannot watch this film featuring interviews of the staff who worked at Worcester's Congo lab explaining how they made the Congo vaccine. But you can verify. I'll just add, uh, Nick has uploaded that uh, documentary to WTYL, available there. It's fascinating documentary. I encourage everyone to, it's eye-opening. Um, we're going to get a very brief summary here, but uh, any comments, Nick? On the film, um, what I would what I would state is again, uh, I I don't I don't see how they demonstrate that HIV AIDS emerged in 1959 or 1960 in Africa epidemiologically. Uh, you know, you know, all of the pathology data, blood records, there would be there would be so much more evidence that that was the case. But it is, as you'll see in the film, um, a very, very important example of science trying to erase history and rewrite it and how the assertion of uh, just a small team. They didn't have hundreds of people doing this research. They took a small investigative documentary team and went to several locations and um, did did their diligence. And they came up with 
evidence that absolutely upends white papers, journal, you know, formal ivory tower declarations about how things occurred absolutely contradicts it and turns it over. So that's the lesson that I take away, as well as just the fantastic, um, I'd say the anthropology of listening to Mr. Ed Hooper, uh, listening to, uh, there's a pathologist, uh, Cecil Fox from uh, the NIH, who has very, I think, honest and critical and ethical uh, views on the whole topic. And they feature a lot of his discussion about the history, about the conduct of the science, all of that. And you can come away with your own conclusions about what they did, were they ethical or not. Um, but that's, that's uh, yeah, it's it's really, it's it's up there. It's, it's out on the internet, it's open source. So um, go check it out. And uh, it's important when you get to the sequences where they're interviewing uh, the Belgian and French colleagues from the time, from the 19, you know, 1957 to 1960, uh, that you watch the screen, look at the words of the scientists, and we all, we, nobody needs a PhD to read the human change in their testimony as they begin realizing what they're revealing, what they're sharing, and they sort of clam up. There's a couple points that are really um, touching if you watch, but look at the subtitles. And and this is one where, you know, you want to stay glued to the TV your first time through it. I agree. By this man described extracting chimp kidneys that were passed on to this man who said he prepared them to grow the polio virus. This man confirmed he grew the polio virus in those chimpanzee kidneys. This man admitted bottling the concoction in 50 milliliter vials he labeled polio vaccine and which were administered to everyone in Kinshasa, Congo around 1957. The AIDS lab leak theory is simply that they told the truth. I mean, ChatGPT confirmed Nobody disputes that is how they made vaccines back then. And if they used chimpanzee kidneys, it would have logically resulted in the AIDS pandemic. And even Dr. Fauci conceded using chimps would make it a quote, open and shut case that the vaccine was the source of AIDS. Uh, wait, um, were you familiar with that little clip that he had there? That they would, uh, New York Times, the most compelling and open up, open and shut case of fact will be if the tissue is chimp. Director, there is chimp DNA in the vaccine. Then, oops. So, it, it, I, at this point in time, af, after all of our discussions about Mr. Fauci, I don't hold anything that he says in the public domain, particularly about HIV, to be. 100% uh, true or authentic. What I think he's doing here is he knows precisely what was occurring um, at the NIAID. He joined that organization in 1968 in the middle of the special virus cancer program. He was a junior scientist at the time. So he is not featured as a lead or a junior investigator on these individual project papers that we've all looked at, um, but he was in the machine. 
and then clearly was was positioned in the early 80s to be the czar of AIDS and was going to guide everyone through our journey towards the vaccine and all of that. So I, I don't hold his efforts in public comment to be anything more than really, really sophisticated insider mockingbird uh, stuff. I think it's garbage. And he can they he and uh, Gallo have made comments that are almost coming out of the closet comments like they're almost admitting it. You know, they they're actually pointing attention towards the risks that I, at least I know Gallo was directly involved in. And there were many other scientists involved in the HIV issue, friends. So this is we're not trying to stir up a focused animosity towards anyone, um, but we're criticizing their, you know, the the context that Fauci likely had here, the insight that he likely had, and that this is um, more of of just sort of sheep herding, sort of uh, moving people around, like the Duisburg effect when it came in. Um. Now, stupid question, but sure. The I'm making the presumption here that Fauci is talking about the current samples that they're going to I'm presuming they're testing in order to come out with this article so in 2000 were they still using well they wouldn't have been using chimpanzee kidney cells I'm assuming they would have moved to some embryo line maybe well, we need we need our we. <laughs> well, what was the AstraZeneca product made with, Kevin? COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, good question. Uh, it Primate was chimpanzee uh, adenovirus vector. Yeah, adenovirus yeah. vector. So. so I'm sure we got we got anything bad out of out of that product since as we saw from the who warnings in you know in the mid 20 teens they were still warning people that you couldn't get sv40 out of a primate primary cell culture you know so I, I, the point is i i think and and we're seeing this uptick in primate uh projects funding uh oh we need to go you know we need to use siv you know all of this new hubbub in uh cutting edge research i've seen uh, an uptick in um, primate activity as though somehow we're going to forget everything that just happened that's why we need judith ferry baker that's why we need uh uh mary contrary uh and christy and others who can help us take occam's razor and cut right through obfuscation we can all uh, highlight and understand the the era of medical primatology and its lasting impact on public health and the dangers of returning to any of those kinds of platforms for for science. You know, I, I'm not saying monkeys aren't valuable as systems or as subjects, but as raw material for anything that goes into the human yeah, body. Anything going into human know? is just, just uh, no, no, Goodness. Uh, in my mind. But uh, that's just me. Um... All right, so let's, let's move on. The scientist with the most hard evidence is probably Michael Warby, the same scientist that Fauci used to refute the Wuhan COVID lab leak. Now, Warby admits going to that Congo lab in 2000, and eyewitnesses confirmed they removed the contents of that lab's archives, including, it seems, the tissue samples. Oh, so that's a big point there, that they got tissue samples for that 2000 paper. 
um, you're saying they were looking at scat. Uh, well, no, my my uh, as far as most of the radar pings that I get on Warby about HIV, it's about he and, and Han talking more about reverse dating phylogenetics of of chimp sequences. So um, this is one that is uh, new to me, and I don't I'm unfamiliar with what materials they acquired, and uh, so yeah, I'm I'm learning here as we go. Used to make the vaccine. Yet I could find only one interview when Warby was even asked about them. And after dodging the question twice, listen to what he finally says. We'll come to that, but did you find any of the original polio sample that was used? No, I wasn't looking for anything clinical or, or anything to do with polio directly. Warby gives this evasive non-answer because... So why was he in those clinics then? Um... But he's saying that he was looking directly for HIV and ignoring anything to do with polio. That seems a mealy-mouthed, evasive answer to me. You would, if you're going all that way, you would you would pick and take all all samples. They were there. Yeah, and I don't. Again, I'm I'm unfamiliar with what physical material is he referring to? What did he acquire? It's a fact that after he got back, the samples Dr. Fauci submitted for testing to settle the theory were not the ones from the Congo lab. Rather, Fauci submitted samples made in the U.S. from Asian rhesus monkeys, the only species used known not to contain the AIDS virus. Oh. So rhesus macaques were swapped out. We did a little, uh, uh, what is that? The four card Monty? Where's yeah. the, where's the queen? Where's the queen? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay. Well, well, uh, I, I appreciate this person's investigative style. Let me say that. <laughs> uh, no, Let's meet him. Yeah, we should. Uh, the, I want to say SIV is still a, issue with rhesus we would test for that just check that. I, I know i'm getting old and all uh IV i think the alignments that Hengen did from the los alamos sequences i don't recall that they included rhesus siv they had several um primate varieties but The infection of cat. Um, using them as test platform, but see something more. Yeah, let's give that paper a shake. Let's let's give it a a, a, a top down. And I'll take that as a, you know, I'll go and do the the read through and see, um, you know, what, because this is part of, this is very important for folks that think they can't assail uh, a technical paper. You can, you have common sense, you have logic, you have memory. And when you watch, you know, it's like a child saying, oh, sure, I did my homework. Well, where is it? Oh, well, my dog ate it. 
You know, that's we we all have very good common sense human instincts about obfuscation, um, you know, you know, baiting and switching, things like that. And that can happen in the course of a scientific paper, as we see right here. They're Mm -hmm. trying to make an assertion about source material from Africa, but they didn't actually use that. But then they got published in Nature with their assertion. I'd like a retraction, please. Yes. Yes. And um, it's flat out saying that there was no, never a chimpanzee kidney used. And mm-hmm. oh, by the way, when when we get into these fun, you know, these really just ground zero discussions, like with Judith, um, I've got Kaprowski's paper from 1960 or 61, in which he clearly states that in the Stanleyville laboratory, they created their batches using chimpanzee. It's published in the literature. And yet the Royal Society folks did a whole bunch of papers saying that they never did precisely what he says they did in his paper. And this is, you know, this is the pretzel that Ed Hooper, um, you know, beautifully lays out. He's like, look at all this contradiction. What are we supposed to believe? And I believe my eyes. And I believe those African nurses and lab technicians who were quite lucid in their 50s and 60s when they took those interviews and gave testimony of what they did in their work. They knew what they did in the lab. They knew what they did every day. They, they had a clear recollection of it. And then the evidence of, you know, the Belgian health authorities working with the pygmy tribes and the contract to get those animals. It's like there's you don't there's nothing. There's no more stones to throw at that one. You know, two flats, two points in a packet of gravel. It's right. done. So. It's squeezing some Monty Python. I was going to do it as Terry Jones, but I didn't want to <laughs> terrify people obviously came back negative. But ChatGPT, what happened to the Congo samples? It's unclear what samples, if any, remain from the Congo lab and if they have been tested. As Warabi was pressed on this, listen to how he dismisses the theory. Whether the viruses that these chimps have look like the human form or whether they're a distant cousin, and it looks like they're distant cousins in that area. So... I'm sure you've got something to add to that um my understanding uh, would be go ahead that it's um well depending on how of course you're doing the phylogeny and um as you said trying to reconstruct uh, an rna virus is uh, notoriously brought with well especially back then flaws in the methodology, just limits of the methodology. Um, that's a that's an assertion made without really much or any evidence backing it. Wager. Correct. And it it uh, excludes it gerrymanders around seventeen years of biowarfare work in which SIV wasn't the original candidate that they were excited about. It was SIV that they had isolated from a human cancer patient. It had already proven itself capable to some extent of being uh, a candidate virus by surviving passage through a 
uh, a contaminated biological into a human patient and then presenting disease. That's where their interesting candidates came from. Sure, they had monkey farms. They did all kinds of primate, uh, direct primate science and transfusions and and uh, grafts and, uh, you know, uh, exo, you know, swapping teeth back and forth, all sorts of scary stuff. But as far as the pathogens that they seemed to be really fascinated with, that came in through this big network of biopsy samples that were fed into the SVCP. So that's that's you know that's where the, this the real story begins about the danger and what we need to sort of you know pull back the curtain and let the sun in on, um, and and this piece of the history this this event in the Congo is still pivotal. Mr. Hooper's work and the documentary very very important, folks. So um, you know for if nothing else, there's good there's good evidence here. And Mr. Hooper has open sourced his his huge book. Uh, it's over a thousand pages called The River, and you can go and just find Ed Hooper The River PDF. Go search that, and you can read his work. Um, it's exhaustively you know there's so much detail. There's a whole lot of proper nouns. It's kind of like reading Lord of the Rings. Um, but it's historical, it's anthropologic, um, and it's a it's an important piece of our argument about the awareness of science of what it was doing, the institutions who fostered this activity, and then most importantly, the the behavior once the question of safety or an iatrogenic uh, injury or or atrocity had occurred, the the behavior of covering it up. That's that's really the ammunition we need in our own countries to face, you know, any of our health authorities that may have been involved in this activity. This is the argument which nature claimed refuted the theory. ChatGPT, please summarize. Warobi paraphrases the theory as suggesting the polio vaccine was made using PTS chimpanzees. He counters this by demonstrating that the HIV virus, responsible for the AIDS pandemic, originated in PTT chimpanzees, thus the polio vaccine could not be the source of AIDS. Ah, the key is, as always, Warabi paraphrases the theory rather than quoting it. So ChatGPT, did Warabi resort to a desperate straw man or did he accurately state the theory he purports to refute? Warabi's paper simplifies the theory by stating it involves chimpanzees specifically from the Stanleville area. However, Hooper's theory suggests chimps were collected from a larger region, including places where PTT chimps were found. Thus, Warobi's argument that HIV originating in PTT chimps refutes the theory is not fully aligned with Hooper's broader claim about the geographical range of chimps involved. Yet somehow nature and their peer reviewers let this slip by, and Warobi obviously knew attempting to refute the actual theory was futile. Um, I'm gonna just check that. Are we streaming? Zero, what? Streaming, folks, chat. No, zero, what? Yes. I think we are, Nick. Um, I'm not sure, though. 
<laughs> I'm going to go out to Rumble. I see Yeah, live and and we get some thumbs up. So I think I think we're we yeah, got just, a live wire. Just suddenly went all the viewers just disappeared and there's one watching. I mean, it's me. That end. So. Whatever. <laughs> I guess so. That's that uh, real-time censorship control. Just. Uh... I'm seeing 101 watching on Rumble. Really? It says one for me. Uh, I, I was just watching oh. it. It just it counted down. It just and went down to one. Do you know what? You know what really turns people on when we get distracted from our content because we're looking in the mirror at how many people are watching. Right, us. right. But I just <laughs> I just watched it. Um, just count down. So I don't know what the the deal is, but anyway, just I'm just checking that it's still it's still going out live. So um, as long as we it are, is, that's, it that's, is. that's it. So um, yeah, he's making a point about the um, the different ranges of the chimps, and uh, so I want to say that the Warabi was saying that the east. Species, I forgot which one that was, PPT, and that that would have been the source, or that would have been, yeah, that would have been the source for the um, Stanleyville camp. We know that that's nonsense, and we know that they were ranging, or the range extended to primates around the camp, and that's where SIV seems to be um it's the reservoir for that particular yes and and as data sets go uh taking contemporary animals 50 60 70 years after the fact i mean if this is 2000 then we're talking 40 years after the fact unrelated you don't know if they were in the same troop if it was a descendant of one of the Lindy chimps or not, but going to a population of animals and sampling endemic retroviruses from their stools and getting sequences and then making assertions about the relationship of those animals over a 40 year gap to animals that were destroyed. We know in the course of the work of the Wistar campaign, Kevin, what is the scientific strength of that kind of a, a comparison? Um, it would be well weak because the you don't have the primary data and your uh, it's it's a mm -hmm. computational assertion and garbage in garbage out. Um, Thank you. The well, I, I, I think I think it it's going to step into a more important part, which is the uh, the blood samples which Warabi stakes a lot of his claim on which speaking about earlier then perhaps we can um it, it it seems a closed question from our respect that they were taking west african chimps from around the institute and um, that seems to be established very very clearly in the source documents so um i'm i'm not buying warabies uh <laughs> And I don't buy anything from Warabi, uh, personally, but, um, uh, move on. But later, Warabi's 2008 paper flew off the rails in its absurdity. So consider this. 
Doctors do occasionally stow away blood and tissue samples, and in the pursuit of AIDS origin, scientists tested these historic samples globally. All came back negative until we hit Kinshasa, 1959, two years post-administration of the vaccine, when three samples tested positive for the AIDS virus. Um, is this concordant with what you understood? Three samples? The, the, uh, the in original, the earliest, quote-unquote, based upon collection date, right? These are all from uh, blood, historical blood archives in paraffin. So these are stored in wax. Uh, and that's that's the as I understood that was the source material that was tested, and the material that I was talking about earlier that we should take a close look at the paper, um, and this this uh, I have seen uh, uh, this paper and I I remember reading it through at the time and uh, also not I don't think at the time when I read it that I understood the concentricity, the overlap of the genome between SIV and HIV, as well as I do now. I hadn't really studied war, uh, 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 Dr. Gerald Myers or other geneticists who've done alignments between SIVs and HIVs. So uh, I, I remember seeing this and, and being, it's, it was like, yeah, I realized that there were a few samples that had been, that they said had indicated an SIV positive result. Um, but um, yeah, it's worth me going back and rereading his uh, his analysis uh, carefully because it's been some time since I read this one. And I, I would just say this, um, just scanning the abstract, uh, anything that says relaxed molecular clock analysis. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that um, th that's highfalutin uh, in language for saying garbage in, garbage out. Right. Yeah. Now, Warabi insists this is evidence of an AIDS pandemic in Kinshasa since the 1920s. But let's engage our brains here. Why then weren't there samples from the 30s and 40s that doctors archived because their patients were manifesting mysterious symptoms of this then unknown disease? And what about these three patients who tested positive a couple years after they presumably got the vaccine? Remember, AIDS has a long, asymptomatic incubation period, followed by distinctive symptoms, which would have puzzled doctors back then and been noted on the medical records. So, ChatGPT, what do the medical records for these three samples show? Were the patients already manifesting AIDS-like symptoms, implying they got the virus many years earlier, perhaps before vaccination? Or were they still asymptomatic, suggesting they were recently infected you know, like around the time they just got the vaccine. The individuals from whom the samples were taken were not specifically noted to have AIDS-related symptoms at the time the samples were collected. It is possible that these individuals were within the typically long asymptomatic phase of HIV infection when sampled. So, ChatGPT, just ballpark. How many in Kinshasa might have contracted AIDS if the theory were correct? Based on speculative assumptions aligned with the OPV theory, an estimated maximum of 42 individuals could have potentially been infected in Kinshasa. Now, Warby knows the theory is the vaccine was made from hundreds of chimps and therefore predicts a positive sample would pop up every few years in Kinshasa and each presenting a unique strain. ChatGPT, 
How does Warby concede this precise sequence of events did occur, yet insist it actually contradicts the theory? Warby's 2008 paper suggests HIV's diversity points to decades-long evolution, though it doesn't discern whether this occurred in humans or chimps. While most scientists posit a natural chimp-to-human transmission with subsequent human spread, an alternative hypothesis considers a mass AIDS virus introduction via a 1957 vaccine made from many chimps. This could explain HIV's sudden, diverse presence in 1959 Kinshasa, aligning with the study's findings. I don't know, man. So that chat GPT knocking it out of the park. <laughs> it's, uh... I'm, I'm fascinated. I don't, you know, I don't want people to think you should start feeding scientific papers to a chat GPT engine to interpret the world because of all of the things that happen behind the curtain of that paper. The influences, you know, the, the, the data sets. I think it's important that we, we all maintain our, our own independent critical thought. Um, if we don't have that faculty, then we won't know when we're being fudged. We won't be able to check something. So uh, keep your brain strong, people. But yeah, this is this is a really fun adventure here. Yeah, and you know, simple fact is, and they they don't want or they're trying very hard to obfuscate it. But you know, yes, they they had diced up and cultured those chimpanzee kidneys. And you know, but they hadn't modified. They didn't. They weren't doing viral isolation, attenuation, serial passage, and zoonotic right, so, transfer. They, they. I mean, well, single zoonotic transfer into people, but they so weren't the, doing virology the in the though, Stanley the lab. I would make the presumption though that in the um, infection from the culture to the human. Sure. There's got to be some adaptation, and the um, daughter virions of the original infecting viruses will show changes from the SIV progenitor that comes from the chimpanzee um, kidneys. Now, yes, we we should consider the production of the of the preparation of the vaccine as the attenuation step, the insult to the original SIV, then it survives and, and, and persists in a human host. That's the initial zoonotic pa passage. And it is now a candidate virus because it's demonstrated that it didn't just die out. And we're, it'd be interesting to know why these particular people got biopsied when, I mean, that's not something you just offer up at the doctor, right? Yeah. Take a lymph node. Um, no, no. The L70 paper is about blood surveys performed by the Belgian Health Authority. And as I understand, every one of the source samples was a paraffin preservation. So. Read the... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to have to go have to read this paper end to end and look at the references. That's where you really find uh, the fun details. Um, 
The actual theory is there's no common ancestors. Used up to 30% carry the virus. Assume 30% of batches carried the virus. About 350,000 vaccinated. 1950 Kinshasa. And with 105,000 exposed. Added. 4,000 to 10,000 per CDC. Rough guesstimate 42 individuals affected. Okay. Um, I, I, I can comfortable with that. Um, okay. Considers a mass AIDS virus introduction via a 1957 vaccine made from many chimps. This could explain HIV's sudden, diverse presence in 1959 Kinshasa, aligning with the study's findings. Those are the indisputable facts presented by ChatGPT. And if you think the theory was refuted, please just put up or shut up. Just post a link and claim the $1,000 reward. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um... How are we going to spend the thousand bucks, Kevin? Ah, can we refute it? I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure we're refuting anything at this point. I mean. Oh yes, 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 yes. Because whether I get the thousand bucks or not, meeting this individual and how he has taken, he he did not. He did not load up the the GPT with a uh, a biased sample. He used mainstream data. He used data from the lighthouse keepers. And he analyzed their claims. So I really appreciate his objectivity. And um, this is the first time, you know, we've talked about experimenting, you know, with a, a language engine and feeding it these papers. Um, and for me, it's like, I don't, I'm not expecting it to disambiguate uh, or track or confirm something that I couldn't do myself. It's really, I think, the benefit of being able to pose a question and say, look at all of these examples of X, tell me about those examples, you know, doing, doing more of a, an aggregate sort of an advanced search question on some of the declared facts, the materials, the viruses, the dates, the institutions, things like that. It would be really helpful in helping map out networks, say, uh, show me all of the sites that uh, Robert Gallo took care of, uh, you know, all of the regional primate centers that contributed and involved themselves in the study of viral oncology from primates. And it could it could be very effective at helping be the butler. You know, that, that that's where it could be. Uh, who is the computer from Iron Man? Uh, Jarvis. It could it could really right. do the Jarvis you know tools for you. And that's just because there's such a so much. There's so many papers to get through. And in order to get to a systems level and confirm systems oh, level questions and answers, we've got fact bid in the chat. He's uh, he's commenting in the chat. Uh, fact bid transcript seven has the four questions. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, Brilliant. So Brilliant. The four questions to ask ChatGPT about the paper. With every paper credited with refuting the paper, ChatGPT will confirm it never actually addresses it. And a per thousand dollar reward, there has to be verifiable objective criteria to claim it. Um, I mean, I can send you, you're more than welcome to join the conversation, um, fact bid. 
um, and Nick is a walking encyclopedia with respect to HIV origins. Um, there's, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what to say to that. I mean, my, my interpretation was that ChatGPT has, has come out and said uh, that the vaccination programs were instrumental in transferring, whether it was HIV, into the human population at that point, I, I would say is not really addressed. So have you had an SIV exposure, then you get the cancer, then the, the investigators realize that they're seeing a repeatable phenomenon and like you say, that, that then gets taken back and put it into the um, special vital or, or, initiates the special virus cancer program and then they go through the rounds of as you say attenuating and going through the recombination attempts um but uh i'm fact bit i really appreciated your um video uh it's uh it was very very interesting um here here uh let's see so chat gpt will insist over and over the theory was refuted but what I like about it is you can ask ChatGPT specific questions about a paper. Like, does it say X? ChatGPT will say yes or no. Yeah, that's uh, like uh, you were saying. It's kind of like the Jarvis in uh, whatever. Any ORAC, if you're a fan of Blake 7 from the UK. Um, yeah, now what I, I'm not sure how it's going to deal with the uh, broad and blurry domain of scientific synonyms particularly functional, important language that speaks to the exact precise context of what a step is in a protocol, what they're doing in an experiment. And as that language shifts over time, I'm interested to find how ChatGPT um, sort of navigates that. Does it, you know, I, I can't imagine how it would interpret, for example, the word transform, transformed, transforming is used again and again and again in the microbiology and virology papers and what it would need to understand is a full medical dictionary in order to properly elicit and contextualize what does that mean they transformed well, cells what did, did they paint them red did they you know did they spray them with with foam how did they transform them no that so means I, I specifically this, i found this that they initiated cancer i, I found this with yeah. chat gpt um, What's that? Mechanistically, it can describe things very well. What I found mm -hmm. weird is it hallucinating references into existence that uh, don't exist. Okay. And, okay. Okay. Um, so it it it's got it's got down the you know medical language has a rule set to it, and um, it seems it seems quite competent at that. But yeah, for some reason, well, someone. I remember who it was. He said Alberto. I think sent me uh, uh, quite a long YouTube video about why why these models hallucinate these references. But it's something I've come across multiple times. It's not a it's not a rare rare occurrence for it to do that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But mechanistically, with respect to neuroscience, etc., it's um, it's been very, very, um, well, wish I'd had it as a tool when I was 
<laughs> I was studying for my PhD, um, it would have uh, made things far, far simpler. I wish I had just wandered into the university library and known to open up the Journal of Medical Primatology. And I don't know, as a kid, if I could have or would have made the connections and relayed what was described in those experiments with what was occurring in the community. But um, that would have that would have changed my timeline a lot. I, but I'm I'm first of all, let's go back and and I would like to second your your compliment um, at FactBid. Well done, sir. Uh, great critical thinking. Great objective data collection. I know of you know I've already I've already paid you some compliments here. I think that was a good analysis, and I think that uh, you are really someone that will uh, enjoy and benefit from some deeper focused discussions, not on using the technology to extrapolate things, but just to become acquainted with a larger body of information about this topic. I want to give um, some props to Factbit because he says at the beginning, yeah. he, he has been a proponent of a lab origin of HIV for a long time. I, I'm just going to play mm -hmm. the first minute or so. And he's taken okay. quite some heat for that. And Oh, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's awful. Let, let, let me just play that just because um, I want to say kudos to you for um, holding your ground uh, when, you know, you, mm -hmm. scorn and derision will be poured on you from up on high. For years, I've faced ridicule for claiming these four covered up the AIDS lab leak theory 20 years ago. Um, well, <laughs> the, the AIDS cover-up goes back a, a, a bit further than that. Um, but for sure, Fauci, in concert with Warraby, around that 2000 time point, took that data and look to front load the data that they, the, the literature, I should say, in the hope that what happens is that you get student after student going through their PhD and then building out the edifice that the question has been answered. And it's, it's not lost on me that it's the same people right now who are again front and center um, right now around gain of function and um fact that you to be um yeah commended for um you know what's uh it, it's hard to compress a very complex subject into under 10 minutes so i give you uh kudos for that and uh, yeah and again for um standing your ground um and j just a question as you're in the in the chat were you uh were you aware factbid of the special virus cancer program and all the the manipulations that were made with respect to all these primate viruses that they were identifying and pulling out of uh these use the word primate products <laughs> uh, um see if he if he answers that Do you, have you got any comments nick uh, yeah, I would like to make an open invitation for this evening. Uh, I know that'll be morning for you, but FactBit, if you'd like to jump on a Zoom together, 
Um, I'm happy to include other folks. There may be some people who have already uh, become familiar with this material, but I would be uh, very, very grateful for your time if we could get 60 to 90 minutes and I will uh, walk you through where this very, very fine piece of analysis that you've done fits into, as Kevin said, a broader, longer timeline, um, and also, more importantly, comport to you all of the materials. I'm an open source researcher. I don't sell a book. There's nothing to buy. There's nothing to sign up for. Um, I'm a Cheshire cat, so I will be happy to join you. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Pizza Pickles per one R and um, you know, and I'm, I'm sure everybody on here has, I, has I've been swarming it. around this, this stream. No, I'm going to. Okay. Okay. Send so quick yeah. Or, or we could do that as a note. We could do that as a stream. If you want to do it, I generally uh, like to afford folks the opportunity to see that material privately in zoom um, and, and Q and a is not recorded if I record the presentation portion. Uh, but regardless, whatever, whatever we do there, um, I would be happy to get together with you as soon as you have some time and let's uh, let's just compare our notes because I think you have the right kind of approach to um, you know, the countering the the long standing narrative and uh, very much appreciate your work here. And interesting additions here. So my late business partner was the chairman of Hill and Knowlton, started the first Gulf War and converted the regulatory agencies to pay for play. Ah, ah well, we've got... Uh... Got a few Gulf War veterans that uh, we know that would uh, like to have a word with him, probably. <laughs> Not that we'd do that, but um, let's see. Uh, Factbid just says, you a direct DM on Twitter. I don't know if that was me. I just sent you an email, Factbid. Um, it's 20 to 1. I'm going to have a uh, long stream tomorrow. It's the... Gnostic versus Orthodox uh, debate, I hope. I'm still waiting for an email from the Gnostic side. Um, let me check. Oh, no, no. He's, um, he's responded to me. Um, some, oh, so, wait, wait, wait. I'm Greek. Can the Pantheon be part of the argument? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, like I say, I'm very, very far from an expert. Are, are we only in, dealing with post Christ gods, or is only you no know, pre pre Christ gods, just post Christ gods. I think it. Okay. I think it's I the it. New Testament and the Gospel and the ah, uh, okay. What's uh, well, the the Gnostic texts, right, and whether they're okay, legit or not, and um, by my understanding is is that the Orthodox sort of see the Gnostic text as being cabalistic um, I think is, a word, is the, probably the best way of describing it mm. um, and that they're, they're geared towards actually they, they it, it plays into the transhumanism ideology that can trace back to other other grand um, Unifying theories for human consciousness, like communism, etc., type of stuff. So, um, I think it'll be a very 
interesting debate. I, I'm hoping Paul will be able to join, but he said um, he might be busy uh, in Saturday morning, so it'll be John Brisson and I guess Robert Farrell. And I'm I'm just the scientist sitting there hoping they're going to play fair and nice with each other. So that's, and I'm, I'm hoping it will be of um, interest to people. Okay. Um, well, I have, have interesting questions. I want to, I want to recap one last thing from last night about Judith Very Baker, mm -hmm. the amazing, historic, unique perspective, the child, you know, she, she was a genius. It's why the feds recruited her into cancer work. She joined the spaces last night. And among other revelations, she said, we sent infected primates to Haiti and Africa. We sent them back from the U.S. How to say that. So, yeah, dear Mr. Warabi and Beatrice Hahn, uh, guess what? You know, there, there's, there's much more to this. That, and that blew my mind. I don't have any, any solid data on that. But she's an eyewitness. She's an expert eyewitness who was in a, you know, a secured program. Uh, and she seems, you know, quite, uh, quite lucid and in, in grasping these details. Uh, and so when we get into a deeper conversation, we're going to take a look at how that may very well occlude um, this whole chimpanzee, you know, SIV, HIV. I, I'm not saying that I think because of what she said last night, that all SIVs in the world came from a lab. That's, that's far from it, but I'm very interested to learn more about um, what she stated and uh, to find out about the, if she knows anything specifically about the biology of what the animals were exposed to, things like that. Yeah. I'd be interested in what the thinking was of returning them back to Africa. And I'm, I'm in, assuming it means chimpanzees. She did. She which, well. She said monkeys. So let's. I won't assume. She said monkeys. Um, yeah, but so it's it making me think of people spraying viruses on bats in caves, Kevin. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So I wonder if they thinking that they could spread it within natural environments. That's the first thing that pops up to my mind. If you okay. harvest a candidate. You modify and amplify and give it, uh, you know, transmission fitness. Mm. Then you reseed it back into the natural natural animal hearth, so that other scientists can go out and do examinations, like the the germ hunter NGOs that are popping up. These people are going to save us from all the germs, and they're going to front load the literature with claims of natural hearths. Yeah, for sure, and um, you know. Uh, is not, rather than just the origin impact that that would have, obviously, but I'm mm -hmm. I'm thinking they would just be more malicious in the reasoning here. Not that they, they they weren't thinking, oh, we've got to think thirty, forty years ahead, um, cover our yeah. tracks. I'm thinking that they were, oh, let's let's modify it, put it back in. Do we see a more severe disease, and then can we take that? and modify it again that that i think that's would have been the frame of mind and thinking back then but that's just me all right um i'm gonna 
wrap it up and let me just see if anyone sent a dono at all uh, support the doc folks um trying to keep science honest here don't even have page open Uh, let's see. Right, you're all Janet Yellens. That's all I got to say. Right, uh, fact bit. <laughs> it was a pleasure to meet you. And uh, you I've... have to think about your new girlfriend. You'd be nice. You've got a new girlfriend. You have to be careful. <laughs> uh, hashtag not all, bro. Hashtag not all. All right. Um, thank you, Nick, for your time. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in a few few hours um just... okay fact bit thanks for joining us i'll uh pick up uh i i don't do try not to do uh, uh, other Night. screen stuff during streams so um i'll communicate with you and we'll see what we can line up yeah i'll i'll forward you um have a good sleep kevin yes i'll forward you his email and um you two can hash out what you do all right take care bro brilliant cheers all right bye-bye um okay thanks guys uh i will see you in the next one take care god bless bro you don't know how angry i am you do I'm like i was just leaving for fucking work you do not understand how fucking pissed off after reading that little line i will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine fuck these papers i will fucking kill each fucking kappa i swear <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore this is fucking dead serious I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Fuck these chapters. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood, blood. Never. No. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. All that five. This guy. Send tech forty-five thousand. Turn this. Let up! 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 Let up